0: Hello and welcome back to the It's Karmic podcast with me your host Vika Bradford. I'm so excited to welcome a different type of guest today. Someone I've never had on the show. Someone who does work I've never had on the show. I am welcoming in Jenny of the Medium Experience today. Welcome Jenny. Thank you so much Vika. It's just excellent to be here. I'm so excited. So excited. I am Obviously, like probably like anyone listening, have been obsessed with mediumship, psychic, you know, connections, intuition since before I can remember. Uh, So I'm excited to show a different lens of diving into communication because, you know, mine is through the cosmos, through a chart. Yours is through a completely different lens. So can you begin by telling us how you started this work? What is your story?
1: Well, it began with trauma.
0: (laughs) Of course.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, I'm very, very psychic. I would almost say that I'm more psychic than I am with my mediumship ability. But I do think that that's just because I haven't been developing mediumship for as long as I think I've was either born or developing the psychic aspect of things. And when I um, tell people about that, I usually think, um, I don't think this is actually Fact, but it helps people understand that psychic is more perceiving energy on a horizontal plane and mediumship is more perceiving energy on a vertical plane. And that just kind of helps you understand um, a little bit, but it's not quite factual. I don't Mm -hmm. stick to that. And I think um, anytime that anyone is born sensitive or considers themselves HSP or an empath, um, typically they're going to have a lot of trauma in earlier years. And your psychic abilities are probably through the roof. But the one thing with psychic ability is you don't really know unless somebody else outside of you sees and gives you confirmation or until enough time passes where you connect the dots and get validation just from life going on. And then it's, you know, the self-discovery, the reflection and learning to trust yourself and realizing like, wow, I'm really perceptive to energy outside of myself. How can I help? myself use this for me. And then usually people are always asking you for opinions and advice. So that's sort of how my story started. Um, and then there was a, um, my son is 20, but he lost his best friend to cancer when he was 16 in 2020. And that was um, pretty traumatic for all involved. And I, I think it just swung a door wide open for me. And I did start um, studying and taking classes and my teachers were just really confused that I had not known that I had mediumshipistic abilities. Um but to me, it, you know, I have my my moon is a Pisces. I'm a cancer. My moon is a Pisces in the twelfth house. And so it doesn't feel odd. It, like my dreams, my daydreams, and my reality, sometimes there's no, like there's no boundary. my I know no boundaries. And so therefore, my mediumship development was more about creating boundaries and having discernment of like, what is psychic? What is my empathic nature? What is, you know, a a spirit having a message? And that kind of, um, I want to say fell into place a little quickly, but I do think that this is an evolution over a lifetime. And so I'm going to probably keep evolving in the ways that I, I need to, to be able to serve, which is my main thing here is, you know, how may I be of service? I, I say that multiple times a day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's kind of how it all came together.
0: I love everything you said, because I feel like everyone here is going to have a moment where they're like, cause I just had it. Wait a minute. There is a difference between being psychic and being a medium. Now, this is just like one of those aha moments. Like, obviously, your brain goes, obviously. But when you say it like that, it's like, oh my God, they are different.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So let's just like lay out that the fact that, okay, you can be psychic and not be able to receive in the way you are as a medium. So when someone is, as you said, sensitive, they are just kind of receiving information, but there's no craft to it per se. Is that kind of like like mediumship is something you can fine tune and grow and um, uh, expand upon as you learn? Is that kind of what I'm getting from this?
1: I think both of them are actually. So um, I I don't know what it is about my psychic ability, but I have great discernment on how to convey a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think that that might be because I did fall in love with psychology at such a young age. So just because you witness some, like, for instance, this is a um, something that has come up recently in my world. And it's, it's something that is, should never be said, but like infidelity, psychic, a psychic is going to be able to perceive that if you perceive it saying, I think there's infidelity in your life is probably not the best for either person involved. And so knowing that there is an energy that could be, this person has a wound that's very old, that doesn't feel worthy, that is going to attract infidelity, or there's infidelity present, or there was infidelity in the past and they're still carrying this fear around. I mean, there's so many things because of the energy. And then me as a human need to understand what are my attachments to infidelity? Where would my storyline go with this? And how can I bring this information forth and deliver it in a compassionate way that's going to produce self-awareness and self-evolution without saying the word infidelity? Oh
0: my God, that's so powerful. Uh, And I definitely... In my world of astrology, have to be careful about mm-hmm. the way I say things. Mm-hmm. I have to ask permission to go certain places. Um, it's like the ethics of the whole conversation between yeah, looking at someone's chart and being like, "Hey, I see sexual trauma here," versus me being like, "Hey, can we dive into a conversation about the possibility of trauma in certain areas of your life? Does that feel true?" So I think you saying that is like the difference between those the bad rap of psychics mm-hmm. versus an ethical healer and reader who is not looking to mm, provoke or like go like make the wound worse almost? Yeah. yeah, so that's really, really powerful.
1: I think it's also seeking validation, and so it's um when when you start to speak in more of a lower vibration. And I'm just gonna throw myself under this bus because like when I talk, I always talk from a um, like I'm talking about myself a lot of times because I'm just constantly learning and, and growing. But I probably learned how psychic I was when I would be out and drinking. And it's because I just like flung open. My auric field was like not, it's already huge with until, well, and now I, I have a little bit of awareness around boundaries, but it was always big because an impasse, they've um, scientifically studied that an impasse auric field can be up to 30 feet outside of their body because they have this, this past trauma. That's like, the more I know, the safer I am when really all that energy in their field is making them very not safe. Um, but that being said, when you drink, they call, you know, alcohol spirits for a reason. It's like, everybody comes back to me, like, but we don't think of it as a soul coming and talking to us. We just are open to all of this energy. And immediately I would be telling people about themselves completely unsolicited. And so in that (laughs) context, which literally can still happen to me. And I wake up always like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, just like walking around telling people about themselves. And I don't know what I I don't, the answer is unknown. But what I'm saying is, is that it can get to be low frequency of like um, feeding the ego. Like, I know these things, but I like, you're not intentional about it. But when you're in a sacred space and somebody's paying for a reading, it's definitely more of like, my goal is to serve their highest good, not re-traumatize them.
0: Right, right. And how important that is in the world that both of both of us are in I love that you're you're speaking to that because there are people listening that are gonna be like yep went to a quack psychic when I was like 16 at a psychic fair and I remember I went to a psychic I must have been 18 ish 17 18 went with my best friend and she did Sorry, if you guys can hear the dog squeaking, I'm babysitting my sister's dog. She's a little crazy, but um, so we went to the psychic fair and there was this lady that read past lives. And I was like, you know, I was all up in that. And so I sat down and she started to tell me some things and every fiber of my being knew that she was lying to me like it was like every part of me knew that I, I had mentioned something about russia and how i was very linked into russia so she took that and she like drew on some stuff saying like i was this russian servant and i died saving the dog in the cold everything inside my fi- like my body was like no 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 like straight up no and like I just remember like being so young and so like so excited to connect with a psychic but being so let down that I almost was like I didn't you know experience it for a long time after of going into like actually connecting in with better readers because the experience felt just like like who are you Mm -hmm. right you just, it just, it was off. It
1: was wrong. It's the performance. Yeah. There, that's mm. what a lot of people think of like the performance. How can I wow you? How can I make you know something that you don't know? Where a good psychic or a good medium is t- telling you stuff you already do know it's confirmation, yeah. not shock factor. And right. so the shock factor to me is, is um, it's just low frequency, mm-hmm. I, you know, unless it's, you know, there's some mediumship, That, you know, the big platform artists where people go because they are in deep grief, there is going to be a shock factor there. And that's not what I'm talking about. Um, Because when you are in in that much grief or sadness and you get a very specific evidential message, that is healing. But the whole purpose of mediumship is to give people belief that the only thing that retires is the body.
0: Mm, I love that. That's potent. Okay, can you tell us, because this is just fun. Um, so when you're doing your work, you, are you working in like are you mostly connecting with people's loved ones who have passed, or is there other stuff you're doing?
1: Absolutely, other stuff. So I think the spirit world is always working with us, for us through us, and I think we all have very different um, mm, like think of a medium as just the a medium as a pencil or a pen or a paintbrush we're, we're taught we have these physical mediums in the world that we're get given when we're young and some of us are like I'm going to use this pencil to write music and somebody else might be like well I'm going to draw and somebody else might be an author and then there's all of these certain things and in, in creation and expression that can come into life with the medium of a tool that you can write something and get it onto paper or a canvas and when we have like you know the most famous like Mozart and Leonardo da Vinci and all these people that did it first their work is not the best in the world their work is the best because it was done first and so right now mediumship we figured out like the human we've we've survived the patriarchy we figured out the body the physical the mind now we're going into feminine energetics which is the soul and the heart and shit is gonna get crazy. And just as many wounds that happen on the patriarchy side are gonna happen on the feminine and nobody's right or wrong. I mean, there's there's things that are done wrong and done right, but like it's it, it's going to go psycho on the other side and then it's gonna come back and not in our lifetime, but hopefully be in center and we're gonna, you know, I, I think it's gonna level out. But what I'm saying <laughs> is mediumship is an ability. It's a, it's a medium for a reason. It is a tool that we have to access the soul, the spirit. But the first people that did it to wow us, to make us believe, because of course we're going to con- question because we're so much in our cognitive mind, our masculine way of being is to say, prove it. Cause that's yeah. what we come from. Prove it, show me evidence. I want to know. And in the heart doesn't need any of that because it just knows. But so what we're doing now is we have these front runners that, you know, a hundred years ago started saying, I know this guy john he died on this date he lived at this address he you know was on the battlefield the blah 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 he says this to his mom nancy and and it's it was so evidential to be the front runners of this is real and then now i believe we all have this ability to use our mediumship but for me personally what lights me up is not connecting to those on the other side as much as connecting to the soul within. Cause like we're still here. So why wouldn't I want to help people assist themselves in their own higher self, their own soul, their own being? Like there are there's been beautiful messages where people come through, but mediumship is very inconsistent. So it's like I'm not, I don't see everybody and I don't know who's coming through. And then also I've realized um, if somebody is like interrogating me. It's a very low vibration and it doesn't work, but I'm not the person that gives a shit if I prove it to you either. So okay. there's things like when you think about mediumship, um, what, how does spirit want to use me? And the way that spirit has used me is I'm all about, I'm a cancer. So I, I am ruled by the moon and I don't, I don't source my own light. I reflect the light of others, just like the moon does. And who has the brightest light children, because they don't have this, 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 life experience of trauma to to make them feel small or unworthy and so I work with inner child work I reflect the light with people people will look at me sometimes and just get teary-eyed and not know what's happening it's like it's not me you see something in me and it's your own light and that is how I use spirit to do my work because it's effortless I think it's truly even in my chart you you've read my chart it's like it's all Mm
0: -hmm. it's all
1: already like in the it's already in the stars
0: (laughs) it is it totally is and like thinking back to your chart like leo rising (laughs) cancer sun like that leo energy is like that child energy too right and i remember the first time we connected we chatted about that inner child energy and i loved your view on um, the moon and how we can heal our inner child so maybe we can speak to that a little bit today because I know everyone listening is going to be like on the edge of their seat. Okay. My inner child needs some help. So let's talk about that. So I
1: I think I told you this and I've told you and then Renata and then another astrologist and like, I know it's mixed reviews. So I am not an astrologist. I use astrology. Pretty much I use it to benefit me in my journey. And now I teach people this method and it's not, always hundred percent accurate, but it helps. It helps. So our sun sign, I believe is what we're evolving into. And I really feel like there's a direct correlation to our higher self. And so if you look at the attributes of your sun sign, I'm going to know that that is going to be when the highest version of me is speaking and, um, and what I need to work to, to come into that more of that. And then the rising is more of our ego and it has a positive side and a negative side, a shadow side, and a side that really has been our artillery and needs like, we need to tip the hat to the ego and the rising and say, hey, you've handled a lot of shit that I kind of abandoned because I was not aware or was scared, so thank you. But you you don't have the head seat at the table. So you Mm -hmm. have a voice, but not the head seat, like Sima Sima. And so when you start to understand that there's like two main voices and then the moon, I do think is your emotional body and your inner child. And so if you, if you start to navigate your life based on your moon, and so that's going to be when you're victimized, you're not witnessed, you're not heard, you're not seen, you're not loved. um, It's going to be more of a victim mentality. And you're going to look at that sign and be, you know, like I'm a Pisces moon, but if I was an Aries moon, my tantrums are going to look a little different. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I have a tendency to get depressed and lick my wounds, retreat, like, you know, um, numbness, like suicidal thought, like, like really, really, really dark. Cause I retreat into the darkness. Now an Aries is going to throw a tantrum and be like, and you, and you, and you, and it's going <laughs> to attack and an ego is going to be more fear-based. And so mm. when you feel like there's a threat, or if you feel like, um, somebody is being unjust, that's when the ego is going to take over. And the ego also likes for you to not make movement. And so we don't, the ego didn't come here to grow. The ego came here to survive. And and so we need to get in this in this um, inner dialogue of who's talking. Like my, my ego is a Leo, so flanked by water. I'm very emotional. I love pajamas and stuffed animals and like everything's <laughs> soft. And then I have this Leo that's like, no, I'm actually a damn queen. Very confusing for people because they're like, you're like two different people. It's like, correct, I am. Correct. Um, <laughs> so I have to know when Vanessa is not feeling safe or when she's trying to steal the show. Um, and then Vanessa's I have to, the moon, the, the um, rising, so rising. She, okay. A, like, yeah. I
0: remember you have names. Okay. Vanessa's yeah. you're rising.
1: And I call my inner child, just Jenny. Like that's my name. Like I feel like my higher self is just my, what I'm aiming to be there
0: mm. or get
1: there. And, and so, but she, so when the higher self speaks, it's very neutral. And that's what confuses people because when you have a deep knowing we think we should feel like elated like we're like oh my gosh right. shouldn't i be so excited and it's like no actually no because the soul is love it's all knowing so it, it doesn't really have emotion it just is and so when we're in that higher self it's very neutral it's very very um it's there's just nothing that could change your mind and the you know the ego's loud has a lot of emotion attached it's usually um the throat chakra will close up And then the moon, is going to be more solar plexus like you know just wanting to retreat and bend over or you know the shaking that happens and and so all of these trauma responses that our our soul is using our body to be like you guys you're doing it wrong like listen <laughs> listen and then we have you know we ignore it because we think or we've been conditioned to think that something's wrong with us i have anxiety i am depressed and we we label ourselves with all these things that it's like no you're just not listening to your fucking soul <laughs> like
0: <laughs> You're in the wrong environment. (laughs) 100%. And I love, I love that you named them. Like I've said this to you before. I love that you've named them because like we can call them on their bullshit when we name Mm -hmm. them. Like my inner child is like whenever, whenever I get myself in trouble, you know, when you like scold Mm -hmm. yourself, I call myself Victoria every Mm -hmm. time I can't even not do it. It's just like, I'll do something I don't approve of. And I'll be like, Victoria, like it's, and then my, my little me is like, all of a sudden I'm like six years old being like scolded, you know, from my mom or my dad or Victoria, that was my I'm in trouble name. Right. So when I tap into my inner child, like that's what she's called because that's what she, when I'm in trouble, when my inner child, like, Oh, I've done something wrong. It's like, that's the energy of her. And when you're talking about like that throat chakra energy too, of the ego, I'm instantly thinking about like, as a Libra rising, I feel feel that in me when I am afraid to create confrontation when I'm afraid to stand up for myself my Libra goes like she steps back for Mm -hmm. a second and she's like oh you don't want to rock the boat over here and then the rest of my chart freaks out because it wants to rock the boat right Mm -hmm. but like just tapping into that it feels so true that my throat chakra instantly is like yep don't rock the boat don't upset anyone Mm -hmm. don't hurt anyone's feelings so Victoria might come out right
1: (laughs) But the rising too, as a Libra is also the judge. And so the judge is going to gather information and gather information. But when that judge makes a final decision, it's final. Like I have goosebumps saying this for you because it's like you have a long fuse and you gather information until the decision is made. And it's like, bye.
0: It's true. It's true. You are bang on. And like the mm-hmm. amount of people I'll cut out of my life, like the Virgo helps in that too. All my Virgo yeah. energy is just like done. We're done. Yes. But yeah, it, it, it takes me a long time to get there. I mean, my Leo energy is dramatic, mm-hmm. but the rest of them are like, we're, we got a long fuse over here. And then when it happens, it happens. Like there was a point I didn't talk to my mom for three years. Cause I was, mm-hmm. I was done. I was yeah. done until I was done being done so it's just I love this so much so when people are tapping into these energies um, like do you have any suggestions for because you said like tapping into the soul right instead Mm -hmm. of the idea of you know trying to tap into loved ones through mediumship it's like tapping into soul I love that so any suggestions to start on tapping into the soul and listening to that yes Um, I
1: am very I don't know where I get the analyticalness from, but I can get in my head very much. So like, I love psychology and I bring it into everything that I do. And so that means that like, I try to be a therapist to every aspect of my life. And that can be, and anyone that's listening to your show probably is the same. It's like, I have enough information to at least navigate what is going on, but really it that's a disservice um, because what's going on isn't always in our memory um they've they've proven scientifically that in the heart there are cells that are very similar to the same neurons i believe that are in the brain yeah. and it means that your your heart actually has a memory too your heart has this um it's it's just it's not just like muscle it's it's it has a memory and so mm-hmm. i work with like mother mary energy in the heart chakra and I think that's also probably just because of the inner child. And so I always put my hand on my heart and I do a lot of tapping. I've never been like trained or even done tapping like with the whole method, but I just do it for, to my heart because that's where I feel like I need, um, to be regulated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about it and you start doing it, you can think of like holding a baby. And when you're patting a baby, that's what I think your body remembers. And so if you are really activated, um, or are just wanting to check in, I would tap on my heart and then I would put my hand on my heart and my belly. And um I'm I'm taking this to like when somebody's activated or um like in a state of trauma. But typically uh this is when people won't want advice or wisdom. Yeah. Um then you just ask yourself, like, how old am I? How old am I? And interesting an age will come up. Wow. And you can say, like, who am I talking to or who am I scared of? Or um, whatever it is. And if you don't want to go down that road too far, you can just then like, we always want to be the big sister or, you know, the higher self to our inner child. So we then just give them comfort. You are safe. You, it is okay that you're feeling this way. You are validated to be scared. You are validated to have fear, but you are safe. You are, you know, and just nurture yourself back to this state of nervous system regulation. So then you can say, Um, And then with your hand on your heart, whatever's up for you, ask yes or no questions because the mind has a vast knowledge. The heart knows two words, yes or no. So ask specific yes or no questions, whether it be about a job, a person, going to a party, like, should I go, will going to this party serve me? You'll have a yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. And so that's how you do it at first because it's dialogue. It's an inner dialogue, but it's from a place that is Neutral. Yeah.
0: I love like the minute you were like check in with what age you were at. I was like, oh boy, that's super cool. So I think actually think it's perfect that you went to trauma response right away because I feel like everyone listening to this is going to be like, yep, those are the moments I actually really want to check in. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's going to be those peaceful moments where you're like, okay, I want to connect in with my soul, but those moments where you're not doing great and you're having a moment and you want to check in instantly when you were like, how old am I? I was like, Oh damn. Like, and, and the idea of what could come up there is really cool. And what prompted my brain as you were speaking about that was your cancer energy and how cancer at its highest for so many of us working through that inner child stuff is the the reparenting we're all doing right now. Mm Mm-hmm right? Especially I feel like the Scorpio Pluto generation is just reparenting themselves. Yeah. and So yeah, like that cancer energy coming up is like you doing your nurturing work is guiding us back into not only our inner child, but our like inner mothering that needs to happen again, inner fathering too, Mm -hmm. that needs to happen again. That's so freaking beautiful.
1: Yes, and and like on that another thing that I do, I actually just did it today and I'm not like I'm human, I don't even care if people know this, but like my husband really pissed me off. And so I sat down and I like literally let my inner child rant and then I let my ego rant and then I ended always with my higher self saying, "Dear Jenny." Because then she's going to come in and be like, "All right, your inner child got to, you know, my inner child was cursive writing really small, slow, my my feelings are hurt. I'm sad. This is this, you know, it's all about feeling. What do you feel? And then the ego literally was like capitals only angry, mad, righteous. Fuck you. And then my dear Jenny was my higher self being like, what, what, how old are you? And then I know that this is still something that you're struggling with, but does this remind you of a time from your past it's like you start to go through this this dialogue a little bit with yourself and then it ends up being like you have nothing to fear this is you know your responsibility radical responsibility and if you need space and time to move through the emotion of it then you this is how you take care of yourself and you remove yourself from a situation that could be damaging because of an activation that is very very old and we attract the people that we love, all of the people that are in our our family that we choose, we attract them to bring up the stuff that's unresolved. So it's it's like throwing salt on a wound. It's like that wound is really fucking old. But when somebody wow. throws salt on it to like cauterize it and cleanse it, it's like, what did you do? To, what did you do to me? And you get mad at them. And it's like, um, you actually need them in your life to remember you had
0: that. So let's give it some attention. Mm, like they're mirrors that is really, really potent and painful, but also so (laughs) healing to do that work of like witnessing yourself, honoring Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Really seeing yourself. This is, I feel like what you're talking about is like really deep shadow work.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is because I think, you know, the shadow is more related to the ego, but the shadow wouldn't be there if the the inner child wasn't so hurt. And so they really are the same. They go so, so hand in hand.
0: Yeah, right. One is just the evolution of the other. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we need to get to that root of, well, I'm going to have to unearth a bunch of shit in mm-hmm. order to make myself feel safe. Yes. And
1: not offend the ego. Like also like you did a good job. I just wasn't aware that like, we don't need to think everything is a war. Like right. we didn't need to throw a bomb. We could have had a conversation. Like, you know, right. So it's- it's about acknowledging that we are egoic beings and there's some of our ego that needs to be seen usually.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. This is amazing. So in like a session with you, um, what would like, give us a little overview of what that session might look like. So someone walks in, they like, what are they bringing to the table with you?
1: So a lot is evolving within me right now. Like I'm moving through a lot right? Like in the last six months, like even hitting January going into this seven year and the seven influence is all about like introspection, introversion, independence, inner knowing spiritual journey. And I match the seven. So my personal year is a seven and a seven. So it's like, <laughs> is it really? It is. Oh yeah. My God. Did you like almost die in January too? I'm dead. Like I was not okay. alive. Yeah. I like, I was like, I, I'm dying a thousand deaths. I'd wake up and my face would leak.
0: Oh my gosh. Like I was just, Literally, I said, like, I'm like, I got nothing to give, but I knew, luckily, because of the astrology, because I'm constantly looking at the energy, I knew I was going to have nothing to give because of Mercury retrograde and Gemini, or sorry, Mars retrograde and Gemini, because it, where it was hitting in my chart, I was like, I'm useless. So yes. I basically just allowed myself to be useless. But that's mm-hmm. fascinating that you had that as well. It was like, that month was a wipeout for me.
1: Absolutely. It was. And I think so, the seven energy is affecting all of us, but if you're personal year seven, it is um, absolutely I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I got a puppy partying over here. We got phone tried, calls guys. I tried to clear that. Oh my gosh. How embarrassing.
1: Real life um, guys. Real life. Yeah, real, 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 real. Um, but you have to be aware that we went from a sixth year, which is all about community. It is all about um, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're good, I'm good. And guess what that is? Codependency 101. So us right. women are like, no, I truly am so comfortable in this reality of you're good. I'm good. Like how, how can I be of service? How may you need me? Because that makes me feel so good. And then this year we went into like, Nope, you got to sit down, look inward, know how to take care of yourself and be completely whole on your own. No yeah. titles, no confirmation, no compliments, no beauty, nothing, just you. And we're like, fuck you. Like
0: I'm out. I'm out. Look, that's our life energy. I eh? shit. <laughs>
1: but then it it got better. Then it got better. It always gets better. And so we know you and I, especially doing this work that with the darkness, with going deeper comes more light. Like you, you won't have a shadow if you're not standing in the sun. So sometimes you just got to turn around. And so we have to just remember that if, if we're meant, if we have a steep incline on this life and we're meant to really evolve, and especially if we're meant to evolve to serve it's a rodeo like we are going to have to be able to sit in the darkness and not give up and that's what has kind of happened in the first chapter of this year
0: okay so you're in this evolution right now of your work yes so to sit with me sorry
1: i like i know that's okay I derailed a little bit
0: um it needed to happen yeah <laughs>
1: I, I just took myself off um, my calendar a little bit for one on ones because of of this reason right now that I work with a lot of mentorship clients, which are just long term. It's very easy and joyous for me to work with people in longer containers because i I see their evolution. Like it's like we have we have this context. We're working towards something, and it it spirit is on our side. and the amazing things that happen when you start to lean on spirit. And, um, and really understand how supported you are and that the feminine energetics are being brought in like so heavy right now. And if you know how to tap into them, your life will change. Like you, you will just have the intention and then the physical world will beat you to it. Like it's, wow. it's, just, it's so abundant, but, um, wow. when it's a one-on-one I can feel, so I'll usually sit and feel in their energy and I'll go through the chakras and it's like, you know, marital stuff is up. Job stuff is up. A move is coming up. Um, you know, having mourning over a loss is something that is going to be really prominent energy. And so typically I ask, how may I be of service? Is there anyone here that wants to help with this service? And then I always say like, what does the inner child have to say? What does the higher self have to say? And then it just, I think I, I just channel and it floods information and it's, it's all about getting to know yourself better, more self-discovery and, um, I don't know a little a little bit of radical responsibility. I'm always like yeah. you. You got to take ownership. You're a victim once, and then you're an addict. And if you don't agree with that, then you're gonna keep being an addict.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay. I love scared everybody away. You guys, I'm really. No, mixed. I love it. My people are like already hitting like their buy your reading button right now. They're like, oh, why can't I book in? Why are your books closed? Because um, my people are so in for this. So so I love the idea of you just sitting in, getting in the field, being Mm -hmm. like, what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. And then having that presentation of like, you just get to see all the shit, right? The inner child's having a temper tantrum over Mm -hmm. here. The energetic body's doing over here. So when you go in, are you assisting people in like healing and clearing these energies or just becoming aware of their personal need to work on those energies? You know, I... I, no,
1: the answer is no. Um, I think, I don't know why I'm not like this, but I am not somebody that I like. Like I like Palo Santo. I like crystals, but I like them for me. And I like them for the experience I have with them. I, I think my intention is far more powerful than burning wood. I think my intention is far more powerful than a crystal. Like, I actually you what I mean? Completely. Like this, this has power because I believe in it and I feel the frequency, Mm -hmm. but it, it's like, if somebody isn't in the vibration of communicating and they're that sensitive, you could touch a hundred rocks and they could do nothing to you. It's like, you know, putting a water purifier or can of Coke and a water purifier. Like, it's like, no, we have to get to a place where we realize that like, we are the biggest crystal in the world. Like we are the biggest vibration in the world. And our intention is Everything. And so when it comes to clearing things, I almost have this like, I don't know, I'm scared to talk about this. Like, some people are like, oh, I'm a, I never would say I'm a healer. I think that we do our own healing. And I think that our healing is done. Like, there's trance healers that their guides come in and they can trance heal through their guides coming in. And that is like powerful. Like, I've had it happen and it's amazing. I don't do that, um, I guess I probably could because I've never learned Reiki, but when I do touch people, my hands get super hot and I have intention of healing when it comes to emotional releasing or breath work. Um, but I, I think that it's more of awareness and deciding and committing to your own self and your own evolution. Because if I sit here and I'm like, oh, you have blocks here. You have an entity, which I don't believe in. And you have all this shit on you. Let me clear it for you. What's that going to do to you? You're going to still be relying on an external source that I'm some magical person that's going to rid you of these things that are you know, attached to you. Or it's like, no, you are the darkest thing that you're dealing with, your mind. So get your head right. And then you might actually be pretty surprised at how beautiful this life can be.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes to everything you just said because I a hundred percent agree. Um, done my Reiki, did my masters, did all of it, landed on, could have done that myself, already had it within me, just needed mm-hmm. to remember. Yes. yes.
1: Um,
0: not saying Reiki's a like guys, if you want to do listening, if you're listening, and you're like, I did my Reiki. Yes. It's Beautiful. It attunes you a hundred percent. Like it, it helps you turn it on. It helps you understand it's already within you. This is my personal feelings. Anybody listening, that's like, Fika, now I'm mad at you because you said I didn't have to do Reiki. You do you. But I really, when I finished my master's was like, that was already inside of me. Mm-hmm. That was that, that a hundred percent was already within me. I just needed to remember. Yes. So with that, when I do, you know, I use a little bit of Palo Santo here, a little bit of sage here, I love my crystals. Um, but I will say like, when I clear my crystals, I use intention. I use, mm-hmm. I call in the light. I work with my will more than anything. I'm in like a magic study right now, magical study with that uh, sacred anarchy right now, literally obsessed. And what I'm realizing is everything she's teaching me, I've been doing since I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, energetically blocking through my will, cleansing my aura through my will. I do this crazy um, clearing every night before I go to bed, this protection grid, this da-da-da-da. And, you know, some people are like, don't grid yourself, dude. It is mine. It works for me. And it's all my will, right? So when you're saying this, I'm like, mm-hmm. we are the strongest crystal or conduit or frequency Ever. And it is our divine, like, energy, intention, Mm -hmm. will, just as you said. So when you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, Yeah. 1000%.
1: I hate conflict or argument. And so sometimes when I get like on a, (laughs) you know, start channeling, really, I'm like, oh, if somebody came at me with like, you know, hard evidential whatever that what I said was wrong, I really would be like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Like, I don't know what comes out of my mouth sometimes, but I also have immense confidence and spirit. So I think I'm always protected when I do speak about this stuff, because I think one, it's a breath of fresh air because I'm not one to do anything that doesn't feel in alignment. And so I don't think that I need training in certain things, but my intention is coming from the place of the mother. So it's like, I see you, I got you. And if you want to do Reiki, or if you need healing because you want to be held, then we need to acknowledge it as I'm scared. And I just want to be held right now. And then it's like different than heal me
0: mm-hmm. 100%. You know,
1: doing something that is, is making you better because of me. It's like, nothing can make you better until you decide that you're worthy of being better.
0: Literally, and that's why you know one person can come to a Reiki session with me. I don't do Reiki very often. I do it with my one-to-one clients, and when they experience it, I say all the time, "It's not me. I'm a conduit. I'm a door. I'm I'm the the shaman that takes you into wherever the hell you need to go." Like we do my shamanic or cosmic journeys, I take you through the doors. I'm literally just like a guide walking you into your own healing experience. I say this to my clients all the time, like it's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just like a helper. I'm an yeah. assistant. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna unlock the doors maybe for you. I'm not even unlocking the door. Really, I'm just like standing there as you unlock the door. And so, when we say this, like, it gives so much power to our clients to understand they are their own healers. We are just the conduits mm-hmm. for the the channel to come through. And when we get Reiki done, it's like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the healer in the Reiki sessions. I am a channel for energy to flow through for them to tap into their own shit that they got to do right like it's like their energy my reiki healer actually said this and i loved it he was like it doesn't matter where you put your hands on their body the energy's going to do what the energy needs to do because mm-hmm. it knows what to do yeah right so he's like if you're standing there on their solar plexus and you don't know where to go next you know when we were first learning this is like a million years ago he's like it's okay because the energy will know exactly where to go next the energy knows Yeah is not you
1: yeah I totally agree with that yeah I'm having so many downloads right now um it's so hard not to right like even with astrology people are always like are you an astrologist it's like I think I came in with a lot of astrological information but I am so far from an astrologist
0: it's the remembering right I say this in my 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 teachings all the time is like um and one of my favorite astrologers said the same thing I didn't even realize he was talking about this till like years later. It's a remembrance, like all the things I teach are, you know, I would say 30% what I learn and read and study, and the rest of it is remembering like a soul Mm -hmm. body remembering of, like, why do I know that? Why do I know this about Pluto? Why do I know this about this certain energy? It's just remembering,
1: yeah, I love Mm -hmm. it,
0: yeah, okay. Four for four, it's four for four at this time, so oh my god, I love that synchronicities what are you offering right now? You have a retreat coming up. I know you're doing that beautiful, beautiful work and the other things you're offering. Tell us all those things for anyone listening.
1: Well, um, I'm so bad at this. Like I don't, I'm never salesy and it feels salesy to even talk about what I have to offer. Um, but I, you know, I did take a couple of weeks off for one-on-one readings, but I do um, have a couple programs. My first one, it's like the initiation one um, a spirit led life. And it's a two month container. And it's just about getting more into the feminine and realizing like, if you're not living a spirit led life, you are going against the grain. Like we are part soul, part body. If you abandon the body, you're going to get sick. If you abandon the soul, you're going to get sick. And that could be sickness in the head, sickness in the body, sickness in the soul, whatever. But there's complications involved. If half of your being is not being recognized and attended to. So that that's like one of my favorites. Um, And then I have retreats. So I'm kind of bougie. I'm a little fancy and I have no shame around it. I came from very humble beginnings and uh, I just love a beautiful environment and I love to spoil people. And so anyone that knows me knows that I like, I love giving gifts. I love buying really nice champagne and sharing it um, I think environment is very important to feeling secure. And so I'm also a good host. I know how to welcome. I know, I know how to make people feel like they belong somewhere. And so I wanted to do a spiritual retreat. It was a download uh, last year. And I've always just, I feel like I probably had a past life in France or something. So I've always been drawn to French Language and things. I don't know French, but my retreats are have French names. So one is Je and that's I see, and it's a three hundred and sixty degree view of your life. It's you know past, present, future, mind, body, soul. The first day is awaken, and we go into inner child work. The second day is align, and it's breath work and being embodied. And then the last day is ascend, and that is connecting to you know source and understanding that you are far more supported than you are aware of. And this is at a vineyard, and so everything is very. Nice, and we have like wine pairings with the dinner. We harvested the grapes last year; it was like stunning. Mm-hmm. And it's the way I I do the days our education. So we like do the work. We really, really do the work. But then we have integration because everybody needs to have space, whether they want to go on a walk, whether they want to sleep, or I'm a journaler. I need to purge and write because if I have everything back to back, I'm gonna miss things. And I think a lot of spiritual retreats are just too much in the calendar. Because maybe people think that they want to get their money. I have no idea why it's like that. But I'm like, this is, this is not integration. Like this, we need to sit. We could sit with the simplest thing. The simplest thing could change your life. It's not about content. It's about healing. And healing is actually... Pretty simplistic if you have the right conversations with people. And so after integration, then we have celebration. And that's where we we do have, you know, a theme. We'll all wear white or we'll dress pretty and we have wine with dinner and we have s'mores by the fire. And it just was a huge success. Um, and then this year I've brought in Jikri, which is I create. So it's sort of um for people that are a little bit more spiritually like known. Like I I know I have a soul, I know I have a body, I've done a little bit of the work. Now, how can I create? More about manifestation, more about rewriting the contract, more about digging a little deeper to find those hidden truths that you're ashamed of because you think of society or whoever might judge you for them because you actually dream a lot bigger than you feel like you should. And then it's um so it's confess, commit, and then conquer. And conquer is like, okay, you feel good here. You've discovered your truths, you've rewritten the contract. Now you have to go out into the world and have people say you're crazy. How are you going to navigate that? And so it's a new moon in Gemini. We have, um, a writer coming in and an astrologist, and then, um, kind of a spiritual business coach, women empowerment gal. And, uh, what else do we have? We have another person coming in. Oh. Um, and then we have someone that's going to be doing like yoga and, um, she is a Reiki and she's a medium, but it's amazing. It's just like this whole, like, let's come together,
0: be beautiful, cry, heal, toast. All the things. Yeah, it sounds like a freaking dream. It's an <laughs> it's absolute, like absolute dream. So it's, that's in June. Yeah, June. Okay, amazing. So for anyone listening, there is an epic retreat in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yes, in June yeah. coming up yeah, with Jenny. Be
1: vineyard. Um, Beautiful. So it's it's going to be, we're going to dip into a little bit more of a rage session and do pumpkin smashing in October.
0: Amazing.
1: So I think that's going to be some really good root and sacral healing.
0: Absolutely epic. Okay. Amazing. So you have all these ways and eventually you will open your one-to-ones again when your energy. They're open. They're just open. Open. They're they're open. not okay. open for a couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so awesome. we've, we've got those opening up too. So we've got a bunch of different ways to work with you. I love this so much. So for anyone listening, find a certain way that, or just go follow Jenny. Her content's beautiful and it's super inspiring, super like it just gets you into your bougie and like your your soul all at once. So, oh my goodness, tell us where they can find you. What are all your links, your website, your all that good stuff? I will list it in the show notes as well for everyone listening.
1: So my business is The Medium Experience, which I think is quite suitable for me because I do think it's an experience. And I think we all have this experience And I have just landed at this current time more with the experience around let's connect with the soul within first. Um, And then, so the medium experience is my handle. And then if you have any interest in my podcast, it's the medium experience. And then I do um, champagne channeling on Fridays. I've had Vika on, we had an episode where we drink champagne and we just riff kind of just like this platform. Um, And then My website is www.themediumexperience.com. I think that that is it. I keep it pretty simple. Um, If you have any questions and you feel like you just are inclined to reach out to me personally, it's Jenny at themediumexperience.com. And my name is (laughs) J-E-N-N-I.
0: Yes, and I, I love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with us and just blessing us with a new look at all of this. It's just been such a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. I wow. adore you. I love talking to you. I have, I have a funny story I just want to share with, with your, um, listeners, but
0: I, Sorry if you guys can uh, hear the dog, don't mind him.
1: <laughs> I like fell in love with Vika and just how like powerful, like, sexy she is. And just, she just has this, Viva- I mean you guys know she's just a, like amazing and I even today I look like fucking Snow White like I have this like very youthful like still like old-fashioned cute but I'm like I want to know about my Lilith like tell me about her and I'm thinking like I want to be a freak in the sheets like I am not saying that I know if Vika is or not but <laughs> you know Instagram tells me it makes, <laughs> I didn't think that you are and so I had a reading with her and my freaking Lilith is like Aquarius in the house of relationships and I'm like what like what does that mean and it was just so funny because I I think that you just have this like amazingness because you are in your truth of oh my god what did she unlock and how can I unlock it but it's
0: we all have different stories to tell I guess (laughs) absolutely I agree 100% the dog is going crazy here guys sorry for everyone listening is losing its mind but like it was such a pleasure to read with you and like dive into your Lilith because we just saw like this whole other octave of you and your experience and like your need for freedom and your need mm-hmm. for expression and how you're seeking all of that so I love that we can see like layers of ourselves and other people and they like light certain fires within us
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. it was amazing yeah. so I just so, love yeah. that
1: about you I love what how you're just so in your truth
0: Thank you. It's uh I feel like I'm just naked all the time, like <laughs> energetically and physically. It's it's an honor to be. Uh, it's awesome. Well, thank yeah, you so for far. having me. It's yeah. a joy. It was such thank a thank you. Thank you. And for anyone listening, go over to Jenny's podcast and go listen to the episode that we both did. We talk about Lilith in there. We get down and dirty with like all that information. So it's another layer you'll be able to see about both of us mm-hmm. as we kind of switch lenses of who is speaking like who's the interviewer who was the, uh, the other side, but it's a really juicy conversation too. So I'll actually link that in the show notes for everybody. Okay. And thank awesome. you guys. I'm blushing again. Cause I remember yeah. I was
1: like, so you were red blushing. Hot. I
0: remember you were like, I'm blushing this whole time.
1: I was, I was a little hot. So, um, that's returning. That. I'm I'm <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, thank you, Vika. Thank you. I will link everything in the show notes. Thank you guys for bearing with like the dog losing its mind. Like we're just living real life here. We've got phones going off, dogs barking. Like this is real life, guys. We are real humans doing mm-hmm. the human experience. So Jenny, thank you so, so much again.